0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Mindset Check Podcast. I'm your host, Misha McKittrick. This is a podcast where we believe that as you take time for a mindset check, you have more power than you think you do, and where we also believe so much of that power comes from when you allow your heart to lead you through life. I'm so pumped and excited to let you know that I'm going to be offering my group coaching course again called Power Up. One of the women that took my course last time said, I've never felt peace in my body and in my heart since I started with you, Misha. And another woman said, absolutely the best gift for myself this year. This course fed my soul and armed me with more tools to navigate life's challenges. And another bit of feedback from a woman said, she said, I took this course because I was struggling with negative feelings for far too long and I felt stuck. I had tried different avenues before, but nothing seemed to stick. This course gave me a clear understanding of what I can do to bring more joy into my life and to overcome those pesky negative thoughts. I now feel empowered to live the life I've been dreaming of. So I just wanted to share with you a couple of little reviews from the women who took my course last time. Honestly, it felt like huge wins, huge wins that I was helping these women have. I'm so committed to To everyone who takes my course, we rewrite brain patterns. We learn how to let go. We learn how to step into something and create our life when we're done. It literally, our life is totally different than it was when we started. Because what you can see and what you learn in the course is how everything that happens on the inside of you is what affects what's happening on the outside of you. Everything. And so you do have the opportunity to flip those things around in the power-up course and learn how to create positive brain patterns that help you live a different way and to clear out all this stuff so that you can then move into creating life to be however you want it to be. We just have to get rid of some things in the way. And there's no judgment and no shame around it. It's not a big deal. So I would love for you... To join me in that course, the Power Up course, go ahead and click on the link in the show notes and you'll be able to get the details for the upcoming course. We're going to start in February and I always do a, a bit of a free three-day challenge so that you can come in and see what the course would be like and then from there you can decide if the course feels right for you. So if you get signed up, then you can participate in that, in those three days and let's blow the top off. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's jump in, right? It's so good. Okay. Getting into today's podcast, if you have never listened to this podcast before, just know that we're moving through my journal from when I was 15 and pregnant. You're more than welcome to go listen to the story in its whole, in the entirety of the story, or you can just jump in with us right here where you can just know that I've been in a rocky relationship. I had a little girl. Uh, I am married to her dad and my little girl passed away and now we're we're in the middle of a lot of like hairy tricky things are going on and I'm trying to decide if a divorce is the right thing. That's where I'm at. And in this episode you'll hear the names of my sisters April and Shelley and you'll also hear the names Ken and Lindy and that is my uncle and my aunt And then from there Jesse is who I'm married to. Let's jump in. July 27th, 1995, Tuesday, Shelley, April, and I drove up here to Salt Lake and stayed at Ken and Lindy's, and in the morning, we went to get the divorce papers signed and went all kinds of different places, and it turned out that the papers were not right. Jesse wants to try to work it out again. Well, yesterday, we went to Lagoon and took him with us. We had fun, but the thing is that in my heart... I just don't feel love for him like I used to. I care about him so much. I love him, but not the kind of love we would need to work it out. He doesn't understand that, yes, I gave our relationship my best shot, but he thinks we didn't do everything we could have, and I'm not going to be able to work anything out if I don't feel right about it, even though he will always be a part of me. Okay, this this journal entry <laughs> embodies some good stuff because I can remember the background of what, you know, the things that were going on in this journal entry. So just to recap, you know, I've approached getting a divorce quite a few times at this point. I We were about to get divorced before Taylor passed away, you know, and then divorce came up multiple times after that. And uh, I remember my dad was, and and I think I've mentioned this before, but this is something that I really, really want to to solidify because I think it's really good advice. One of the things that he told me is he counseled me behind the scenes to make sure that I was doing everything that I could on my part to record how I felt when I was around him. I've talked to you before about how we had these little powwows in my basement and my dad would counsel me and give me advice and, and he, he tried to always make sure that I wanted it and that I was welcoming of it, but he knew that I was in this big crux of a decision. And so he gave me counsel to just make sure that I was recording how I felt when I was with him. And then another piece of advice that I thought was really good is he told me to go have fun with him on purpose. So he said go to lagoon, go have fun and see how you feel, record how you feel. Because he wanted me to to really be clear that how you feel when you're with someone is a big determining factor over the future of that relationship. So there's so many very interesting things around this because also on this podcast, we talk a lot about how what we think and what we focus on grows. <laughs> and so we're kind of in between this this little bit of like, am I focusing on the negative or am I focusing on the good and what am I bringing forth and, and so forth? And No matter what, sometimes in life, no matter how much you focus on the good, there are things that need to be walked away from. You know, it's interesting that Jesse felt like we didn't give it all that we had. You know, I kind of look at this and I go, well, that's because you were messing around and you didn't give it all that you had. However, I was like pretty dedicated and I was in the game and I was signed up and I was, (laughs) I considered myself a married woman, right? Well, he didn't, you know? And, So there was this, all of this evidence and, and another thing that I think is really cool that I want to point out is I think it was probably pretty apparent to my dad, like, oh, this seems like an impossible road, but I want to point out the wisdom in him letting me find my own answers in counseling me how to do that on my own. Because if he can do that, he really wins, right? Because then I know for the rest of my life, A, I have confidence in myself. I know how to how to find the answers for the rest of my life, not just for that moment. So I think that there's a lot of value in that because I think as a parent right now, so many times we want to just step in and be like, no, this is the way it has to be. And your brain's not developed all the way for crying out loud. <laughs> You know, and I think uh, we really have to step back sometimes and see such a bigger picture, and it makes my my heart swell so much to think back on that and the way that that my dad approached that and handled that with me. And you know, going back to this being a podcast of like what we focus on grows and all of that business, you know, this is this is that's the real business of life, okay? And so I wanna I wanna focus on. A small story from one of my clients for a moment, just to give you a different perspective, because I don't know your situation, you know, and you might be having a situation where you have a relationship that's difficult and you might be taking this advice to be able to figure it out for yourself, you know, or maybe it's about a different relationship. Maybe it's not, you know, your romantic relationship. Maybe it's a friend or a, a child or whatever it is, but I, I want to point out this situation with one of my clients because she saw a major turnaround in her relationship with the group coaching that we did together. And I'm, it was an interesting moment where she told me, we were talking about this very thing. We were talking about writing down and recording her feelings. And she said, I write down my feelings all of the time. My whole marriage, my journal is full of them. All the entries are awful. (laughs) And I said to her, Okay, so when is the last time you feel like you saw your husband do something really great that made you feel good? She told me about an incident from the week previous. And I asked her if she had written that down. And she said no. It's interesting for us to ask ourselves are we really aware? Are we really seeing life the way that it is? Because just so you know, the answer to that question is always no, no matter how wide-eyed open you think your eyes are. We see our life from our own perception. And if we are going to take the advice that my dad gave me and use it to our advantage. We have to do our best to report all the feelings, all the feelings. And so in that moment, if you, you know, whatever feelings you're recording, you could ask yourself, am I seeing the opposite? To be able to focus on and pay attention to, are you only recording the negative ones? Are you only recording the things that help you repeat the pattern of what's going on? For the advice to work, we have to be willing to see what we might not want to see. I think that there is an element of us knowing that we truly focused on the best things and we tried to create the best patterns because you might surprise yourself. That's what happened to my client. (laughs) she, things super turned around for her in her life. She didn't feel like she needed to record all those things anymore. She let go of it. And then what she created in its place is this great relationship. She has a good relationship, right? I mean, obviously it's kind of, you know, developing still and building, but it, is 100% different than it was six months ago. And so we get to a point where we have to truly, really, really digest and understand that the world around us is shaped by what we are paying attention to. There's always a flip side to the story. And I always keep going back to to my situation, you know, from when I was in this journal writing and I go... (laughs) How much could I have done differently and would that have made a difference? And I do feel like I went back to the drawing table over and over and over and over. In fact, you will hear in a, in a few more episodes about how I finally got him to sign the divorce papers and the story behind all of that. It was something that I, I did go back to the drawing table time and time again and remember the story about the the eagle and the raven and how the eagle continues to increase in altitude when the raven lands on its back because the raven can't handle that higher altitude and i just love that story when we're deciding when we're deciding if something is good for us or not if we want to stay in something or not i love the advice of raise your vibration and keep getting better, like improve yourself from all angles. Because so often what we see is that what is happening on the inside of us is why what is happening around the outside of us is happening. But it's interesting that we really have to continue to sort of stay in it and play the game and see both sides and, and really give our all and to raise our vibration and to see if that person can come with us to see if they can handle the altitude of us getting better. Because the reason that we're in the situation that we're in is because of the vibration that, that we were in originally when everything started to develop, right? I'm in this relationship with, with Jesse because of everything that had led up to it, that built up to it, right? That the, the, the lines I was crossing as a young girl (laughs) and it's a vibration. And then here's the, all of the things that are coming out of it. And we have to clean up what's ours on the inside as much as we can. We have to rise because a rising tide, right? A rising tide in the bay. If it rises, it lifts all the boats, all the boats. So you, you, raise everyone around you our perception is such an interesting thing last week i was playing connect four with my youngest right we just had stopped to get a drink and we were playing this cute little game and i'm telling you <laughs> he is good because he schooled me i think we played like 7 times and i won i won one of the times okay <laughs> and every time like he would he would say mom see it's a tactic i'm trying to get your attention over here so that you don't notice what I'm doing over here. Or he would do two things at once. So it was inevitable that he won, you know, on when I finally noticed what he was doing. And he, it was, he's good. He is good. And that is what happens in our life. In Connect Four, the strategy of the game is to pull off a win right in front of your opponent, like right in front of their face. And when you lose, you realize you have this moment where you're like, what? Like, it was right in front of my face the whole time, but you never saw it. And so asking ourselves, what is it that we are not seeing? And taking a little bit of time to step back and evaluate brings so much value. It brings so much value. There was a something I was listening to this week that percolated my my thoughts around the camera or our eye, which one is more accurate in gaining a picture or a portrait of what is happening in the situation and in in a moment, you might think like, well, your eye because you can see the 3D and you see so many you know you see the situation of the of where it's happening, you can see more than just the image. But it's interesting to think that the camera is actually much more accurate because it sees – like our brain is selective to see the things that we want to see. I was watching a movie – not even a movie. It was kind of a documentary last night. They were testing your vision and they were having you count the number of times this guy was jumping on the trampoline. And then all of a sudden you would see or not see that there was a gorilla that creeped on the scene and then creeped back off. But if you were so focused on counting – the jumps that this guy was doing on the trampoline, chances are you were gonna miss the gorilla that creeped on the scene. And then they planted that gorilla in the episode many more times. And at the end of the episode they said, Did you see the gorilla here? Did you see the gorilla here? Did you and it's we don't see it. We don't see it. It's right in front of our face. But sometimes when we're focused on something else, we're only picking up we can only take in what we're focused on. I think it's vital to continually challenge and see that your brain shows up in ways that surprise you so that you can open and make allowance for are there things that I'm not seeing? Well, probably. Probably. One of the things I love around, like, you know, your mind. Have you ever seen the picture? And, you know, you're asked, like, what do you see the moment that you look at the picture? And either you're seeing an old woman or you're seeing a very young woman, right? You're seeing like the full face of a, of a old woman or you're seeing kind of like a side profile of a young woman. You know, that to me is also like your brain is going to see whatever it is that stands out to you for whatever reason. There was a picture about trying to figure out the color of a dress because some people registered it and picked it up as a different color than other people that saw it. Our truth is what, what we see through our perception. I want to share with you a story called Walking on Water. Once there was a little boy who lived with his family on a farm. They had a beautiful dog who would go down to the pond for hours every day in the spring and summer with the boy to practice, retrieving various items. The boy wanted to prepare his dog for any scenario that might come up during duck season because he wanted his dog to be the best hunting dog in the whole country. The boy and his dog had vigorous training sessions every day until the dog was so obedient he wouldn't do anything unless he was told to do so by the boy. As duck season rolled in with the fall and winter months, the boy and his dog were eager to be at their regular spot down at the pond near their house. Only a few minutes passed before the two heard the first group of ducks flying overhead. The boy slowly raised his gun and shot three times before killing a duck, which landed in the center of the pond. When the boy signaled his dog to retrieve the duck, the dog charged through the bushes toward the pond. However, instead of swimming into the water... Like he had practiced so many times, the dog walked on the water's surface, retrieved the duck, and returned it to the boy. The boy was astonished. His dog had an amazing ability to walk on water, it was like magic. The boy knew no one would ever believe this amazing thing that he had just witnessed. He had to get someone else down there to see this incredible phenomenon. The boy went to a nearby farmer's house and asked if he would hunt with him the next morning. The neighbor agreed and met up with the boy the following morning at his regular spot by the pond. The pair patiently waited for a group of ducks to fly overhead, and soon enough they heard them coming. The boy told the neighbor to go ahead and take a shot, which the neighbor did, killing one duck. Just as the day before, the boy signaled his dog to fetch the duck. Miraculously, the dog walked on the water again to retrieve the duck. The boy was bursting with pride and could hardly contain himself when he asked the neighbor, Did you see that? What did you think? The neighbor responded, I wasn't going to say anything, but your dog doesn't even know how to swim. The boy sat in disbelief as his neighbor pointed out a potential flaw of the dog rather than recognizing the fact that what he had just done was a miracle. Isn't it interesting I know that you've probably experienced something in your life like that, where people really cannot see what you're seeing, right? And so I want to really cement that and point that out because it's important for you to see that in your brain, we really don't see everything. And A, that only opens your for your eyes farther To be able to give allowance to the knowledge that you don't see everything and that that's okay, (laughs) that you're just doing your best and you're giving your perception and allowing compassion for other people to not see things, right? Like when someone doesn't see something and especially if it's something that kind of hurts you and makes you sad giving them allowance or seeing um, that there can be more compassion that can be held because you know that you don't see everything either is, is very valuable. I think it then is pretty clear after what, just like the little things that we've talked about to help us understand that it's possible that we are not seeing things the way that they are. You know, or maybe that we're only seeing one side of things. And often when we're, when we're really struggling, we really are only seeing one side. And that tends to be the side that feels despair, that feels hard, that feels, you know, all the negative things that your brain tends to ruminate and tell you that story. And that's one of the reasons that I loved the advice that my dad gave me. Because it wasn't just, Mish, what are you seeing? It's what are you feeling? What are you feeling? And so it is important to understand that our thoughts are what create our feelings. What we're seeing creates our thoughts, creates our feelings. And yes, we do need to ask ourselves the other side of it, right? Are we seeing something else? But I think what my dad was getting to even more than than just the feeling, okay, is being able to like listen to myself. Your heart has more wisdom than your brain. Your heart can be aware of things differently than when you are thinking with your brain. And sometimes, you know, we understand... You can think with your brain, you can do it analytically, or you can think with your heart, which would AKA be feeling, right? A.V. said, it all depends on you. If you want it to be different, it will be different. Don't look at the world with your eyes, but with your heart. My yoga teacher is always telling us to lead with our heart, to lead through life with our heart. And she'll say, if you ever wonder... If you're in your head or your heart, if you're leading with your head or your heart, then you're in your head. <laughs> I like this one by Walt Disney. Let your heart guide you. It whispers. So listen closely. That is good wisdom. And so I like the idea or the thought that if we, if we feel, if we tap into our feelings, that that's a different level of information that we're looking for. Shel Silverstein said, there is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. In our last episode with Amy McCaber, we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about taking the time to drop in and listen letting your heart guide you through life. And I think when we're accessing our heart, we're accessing that deeper wisdom that's also a channel, right? Maya Angelou said, listen to yourself. And in that quietude, you might hear the voice of God, right? And so being in tune enough that we're paying attention to how we feel, that will help guide us more than anything will help guide us in our head. And back to the advice from my dad about writing it out in your journal about how you feel. I think that just helps you process where you're at and the decisions that you're making. My plea with you is just to try to, A, ask yourself if you're seeing the other side. Like, is everything you really seeing as negative as it really is, Right? And can you, for a while, take a break so that you can try to create a different pattern? So can we focus on the good or can we focus on raising your own vibration to help bring you to a spot where you're going to see things differently because you've changed, you know, the glasses that you're looking through? So can we do that? And then ultimately, can we just tap into our heart? And allow ourselves to be led by our heart, leading us through life. And lastly, I just want to also point out that there's so much wisdom in stepping away from the problem and and raising your vibration to then see if you can see a different perspective because of that, right? So like stepping outside of the problem, the way that my dad said, hey, go have fun. Go to Lagoon or do something else It's fun. Step out of it for a little while and see if you can hear a different message. See if you feel anything differently. And so I hope through all of those things, through learning how to pay attention to your heart, to analyze like what you're focusing on and pay attention to your heart again and getting into a different vibration so that you can Pay attention to your heart again. I hope that through all of those things that you can see that you have more power than you think you do. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you know that you can always reach out if you have questions, comments, or if you want to share any wins that you're having because of the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email to hello at myfriendmisha.com or you can DM me on Instagram at myfriendmisha. And I would love to have an interaction and an exchange with you. Don't forget that the group coaching course that's coming up in February is going to be so amazing. I would love to have you join us in that power up course and everything that you need to find more information on that course is in the show notes, right? So you'll find a link there and you'll be notified of everything that's coming up by clicking on that link. And lastly, again, just thank you so much for letting me walk through a small part of your journey with you today. And I just want to repeat this beautiful quote from Walt Disney for you. Let your heart guide you, it whispers. So listen closely. Until next time, my friend.